Hey there, this is John Metter. Welcome to the Man to Man podcast. Men everywhere need to be talking to other men of experience and wisdom. Along with my friends, we'll be talking about how to grow as a man, how to find truth to stand on, how to meet the challenges of the day. Join me as we discuss everything from personal growth to fitness, from relationships to leadership. Let's talk man to man. This is John Metter in our Man to Man podcast, and we are talking about what it means to act like men based on 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13, and 14. Um, you know, the verse that we started this whole series on is just rich with different applications for biblical manhood. How do you grow as a man? How do you mature as a man? Those are some of the questions that we've been grappling with and uh, discussing in our man-to-man meetings, and uh, this podcast is all about that. So the verse that we're focusing on overall is this verse in 1 Corinthians 16, where Paul says to the church at Corinth, specifically to men, he says, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, And the next verse says, let all that you do be done in love. And so we've taken five key phrases out of those two verses, and we've broken them down two weeks each, and we're in the second part of the act like men. What does it mean to act like a man? What does it mean to to grow in maturity, act like a man that is mature instead of a man that's immature? Uh, So those are some of the topics that we're hitting today. And there's a verse in the same book, 1 Corinthians, and it's in chapter 13, verse 11. And it's very, uh, I think, illuminating to see how Paul referred to himself as an immature man at some point and later becoming a mature man. And he says three things that I think will be helpful for us today. So he said this in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, he said, I used to speak like a child and think like a child and reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. So that's going to be our focus in this episode of the podcast. You know, to act like men is to not act like an immature child. It's to exhibit the qualities of maturity. And we looked at some of those qualities in our previous podcast uh, episode, but we're going to look at these three things that 1 Corinthians 13 has for us. Um, and one of them is how do we speak as a mature man? So acting like men means we speak with maturity. It's a really interesting word study to look at that uh, original language for that word speak that Paul uses. Uh, it means to speak like a child, uh, babbling at random, at length, without intelligence. You know how little kids talk. Uh, They talk with sometimes unintelligible sounds, and they uh, go on and on. And if it's uh, dinner time or if it's time for them to do something different, uh, you have to kind of uh, get them quiet first, tell them to be quiet so they can move on to something other than babbling. And uh, so Paul says, when I became a man, I did away with this random, without-end kind of talk that didn't have any real meaning and real purpose. Uh, You know, what we say reveals a whole lot about what we think about and reveals a whole lot about our character. Uh, And those words are tough because words come out and you can't really get them back. Uh, Have you ever said, I wished I hadn't have said that? Uh, Any man that's ever been married surely at some point has said, oh my, I wish I hadn't have said that. Or in the workplace where you say something to somebody else and you really want to, you know, bring those words back. You want to get them back from 
the environment in which you spoke them. Um, but like the old adage, you can't put uh, toothpaste back in the tube. You can't um, withdraw words that you've already put out there. How many times today have we uh, looked at someone that tweeted something or posted something on Facebook or some social media and, um, and immediately regretted it, but the truth is somebody else saw it and it impacted them. Maybe they got a screen grab and you have to live with those words. So Paul said, really, maturing has to do with not being so childish in how we talk. Now, I've got some things I want to say about that. Um, some counsel for all of us who want to speak like mature men. The first thing I would say is speaking like a mature man means that we speak with restraint, with restraint. It's the book of Proverbs that says, he who restrains his words is wise. Uh, in other words, we don't have to say everything we think. I once had a guy that worked for me um, who believed in transparency. In fact, he was such a believer in transparency, he would say whatever he thought. And he thought that was being transparent. He thought that was a noble kind of character. And I told him one day, I said, you know, transparency isn't saying everything you think when you think it. Transparency is just not being dishonest. Transparency is being open to the right person at the right time. <laughs> and um, so we think it's a character quality to say what we think. But in reality, it's not. It's foolish. It's immature to say exactly what you think. I can remember saying things to my father that I thought, but I never should have said because immediately it, uh, it caused him to reprimand me or to discipline me in some way. Speaking with restraint means that we're thinking through our words, and only mature people really do that. So the first part of this speaking like a man means that we speak with restraint. I'd say, I'd say a second thing about speaking, and that is that when we speak as a mature person, we speak with grace to the hearer. We speak with the idea of bringing grace to the hearer instead of any other thing. In other words, the, the biggest priority is not, we want to say this. That's not the biggest priority. The biggest priority is how the other person perceives it. That's why in the book of Ephesians, the scripture tells us, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification. In other words, think about how you're going to build up a person that hears the words. So that means speak with grace. Um, that's especially true in relationships. How often, let me just ask this question, how often do we have immature arguments because we speak like kids in a playground? And uh, we speak with barbs. We speak intending to hurt and intending to make fun of or to ridicule or whatever else it might be instead of speaking with grace to the hearer. But it takes a grown-up individual to say, you know, I, I can say a lot of things here, but I want to say things that help that person in the best possible way. I think that's the way we exhibit love. It's also the way we exhibit grace. The third part of speaking uh, as a mature person is to speak with wisdom to encourage those around you. You go back to the early days of the church, and they were looking for leaders to help meet a need uh, among widows in the New Testament community. And, and Peter said, what, what you ought to do is you, you need to set aside seven men full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom so that we can appoint them over this task. In other words, men full of the Spirit and men who have wisdom. And uh, we want them to say and do the thing that reflect wisdom. 
So that's a really important part of maturity. Those became the more the more mature people in the church uh, were those deacons. They became the leaders. They became the ones that met the needs of the widows and helped the apostles. So that's obviously a sign of maturity. So acting like men means we speak with maturity. So let me ask you a few questions. Uh, what what is your speech known for? How do per- people characterize how you talk? Do they say that you are immature? Foolish? Do you say meaningless things? Are you argumentative? Uh, are you a person that is um, unwholesome in speech? Do you say things that are just not necessary? Do you have unrestrained speech? Those would be marks of immaturity. And if you were to mature, it would be speaking with restraint, speaking with grace to the hearer, speaking with wisdom. And I want to encourage you that that's part of the maturing process. When I was a child, Paul said, I spoke like a child, but I put away those childish things. The second thing Paul said is, when I was a child, I thought like a child. So we act like men when we think differently. Basically, the word think there means thinking that is affected or unaffected by our will, our affections, or our conscience. That's what the word itself means. And immature men rarely think thoughts based on truth. Usually, they think thoughts based on what they want or what they desire, their affections. If you act on your will, you'll always be violating others in some way, and so the same is true of your thinking. If you act on your affections, you'll always be trespassing into somebody else's territory, and the same is true of your thinking. If you act on an immature conscience, you'll justify every action you can take, and the same is true of your thinking. Instead, I think, the idea is that we are to develop our conscience and don't violate it with your will or your affections in your thought life. I've learned over the years certain things change the way I think. They're guardrails to the way I think. And I know I use the illustration of a guardrail all the time. And maybe I do that because I'm on the highway a lot. And I really appreciate the divided highways that we have in our area. We've got a great highway system. It allows the best possible movement of as much traffic as possible as quickly as possible. But it's those guardrails that make that possible. I've been in India. I've been in other parts of the world where there are no guardrails, no rules, no real lines or stripes on the highway, um, no real policemen to enforce any of that stuff. And it is chaotic, and it takes forever to move from one place to the other. But when you have guardrails, the illustration continues, you can move quickly and efficiently and safely with multiple other people on the highway in the same direction as you need to go. Guardrails help keep us with enough freedom and yet enough safety to move forward well. And I think thinking is very much like that. Our mind needs guardrails. Guardrails that help us stay within the bounds of mature thinking, not just thinking about what we want, not just thinking about what we desire, uh, not violating our conscience and our thoughts. So what are the actions that build that? Well, for me, they're very simple. When I read Scripture on a regular basis, that reinforces the guardrails of my thought life. I look at truth, I compare it to what I'm thinking, and it really redirects me. It restrains my thinking as well as my speech. So that's a pretty important part of maturity. Um, I also 
study the scriptures. And when you study the Bible, even smaller portions of it, not just reading, but diving in with a little bit more in-depth study, uh, it really begins to impact you and the guardrails you have on your thought life. Uh, I sit under teaching. I listen to other people teach and preach uh, by podcast and by video, and, and that helps me as well. In other words, soaking your mind in the truth allows you to put the proper guardrails up to keep your mind in the right place. Learn to mature your mind by exposing it to truth. So let me ask you, how do you develop the guardrails in your mind? If we give ourselves too much to social media, too much to prevailing influencers that are not based in Scripture, if we give ourselves too much to the thoughts of this world, the opinions of the world, if we, if we get over uh, encumbered by random things that don't really mean anything in life, they're just interesting tidbits about life, and, and we're, do- we're dominated by those kinds of thoughts, then that's immaturity. That's like the gibberish and the, uh, the unrestrained thinking of a child. Um, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have fun and enjoy entertainment or other subjects. I'm simply saying make sure that you do that with a wise dose and compare the amount of time you spend with all those other things that are meaningless with truth and with um, the proper parameters for your thinking. That's how we mature in our thought life. And then the final part of that is acting like men involves putting away childish reasoning. Um, He said, when I was a child, I, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, reasoned like a child, but... Then I put away those childish things, and I became a man. Now, what is childish reasoning? The word reasoning is a word that means to add things up. It means to count or reckon people or results. It means to calculate. Acting like men means that we need to learn to count the cost for every action now. Now, eventually, we'll see the results of those actions, but we ought to count the cost Now, acting like men means that we learn to think strategically about life. It means we add up our potential actions for a good return. Let me give you an illustration of that. You know, uh, as I move into my sixth decade of life, I think about retirement sometimes. Not immediately, but down the road, there will be a day where I need to retire. And when that day arrives, I will have wanted to think about my investments to my retirement in order to be self-sustaining in that day so I can retire without having to work or without having to depend on anybody else. So that means calculating. It means calculating 20 or 30 years ago when I started uh, setting aside for retirement. It means calculating now to find out how is that retirement fund doing. Do I need to change where I'm investing things to this direction or that direction so that when I reach retirement age, And when that time comes, I have all I need. That's kind of like calculated thinking. That's the kind of calculated thinking I'm talking about when Paul says, I began to reason like a man. In other words, I began to think through, how do my actions now affect the future? How often do we reason through life like that? But we ought to. We ought to. We ought to be able to say in our lives, I'm counting the cost of what I'm doing. I'm calculating the effect. In the end, how I reason decides how I live. And there's a statement I wrote, and that statement is, I will deliberately do now what will be best at the end of life. One of the things that I've thought through, and one of the reasons I'm even doing this podcast, is that I know 
that I have a, um, a, a finite amount of time in which I can invest in ministry and say things that I've learned to people that may want to hear them down the road. So I've decided to invest heavily in the next generation in these next few years. And I think that's an important thing for me. That's just a strategic thing. It's a tiring thing sometimes because it involves a lot of time, a lot of investment, uh, sitting down and podcasting or teaching or having conversations or discipleship uh, kinds of conversations. Those kinds of things take a lot out of a person, but the calculated benefits of those in the end make them all worthwhile. And I would encourage you to think through, no matter how old or young you are, Think through what it means to reason through life with what you're going to do with your time, your speech, your thought life, your money, your family. Make sure that you're investing now where you want to see fruit in the future. Make sure you're thinking like a man, that you're uh, speaking like a man, that you're reasoning like a man. In our conversations, in our man-to-man I asked the question, what were the strategic moments that happened in your life where you suddenly began to mature and you began to have a sense of otherness and a sense of responsibility? I can't just be like a child anymore. Others count on me. I can't be just like a child anymore. My words matter and they affect people in positive or negative ways. Uh, I can't just be a child anymore. I have to think through because I've got a limited amount of time and I want a certain accomplishment at the end of that time and of course the most common reason men in the room gave for their maturing moments were when they came to Christ and they realized the responsibility to God that's a huge thing and if you haven't come to Christ and put your faith and trust in him my encouragement to you will always be to come to Christ see what he's done on the cross for you and and how he can forgive sin and give you eternal life and you really began to see a new responsibility to God and to those around you once you come to faith in Christ. Others shared about when they got married and they realized they were responsible for a home or they began to have children and they began to realize I'm responsible for this child or a job they felt responsibility for. And we came to the common conclusion in our meeting that sometimes growing and maturing moments are hard moments. They're heavy, weighty moments. They're moments where we all of a sudden realize I have got more responsibility, more weight on my shoulders than I ever have before. And I'm responding well to that. Those are growth moments. Weightlifting is a thing that I've done off and on for many years. And the whole principle of weightlifting is you want to you wanna, um, subject the muscles to a greater weight than they have to carry normally. In fact, you want to subject them to an inordinate amount of weight so that when you call on those muscles to do the unusual, they're ready to go. Now, for me, there's a number of things that I do that means I want to be ready to go. We do a cross service every year. I want to lift that cross. I do weight training sometimes just for the purpose of being able to lift that cross and preach that message that I love to preach about Jesus and the cross. Uh, for others, it's a sport we want to continue to do. For others, it's just being able to have muscles at work. But the whole principle behind it is you subject your body to something that is overweight, that's weighty, that's heavy, so that you can deal with life uh, and your body can deal with life uh, as you are asked to down the road. Well, the same is true of your spiritual life. The same is true of your, your thought life, what you say, and how you reason. 
You want to have those moments of responsibility. You want to say yes to things that require more of you so that in the everyday life, you can be ready to think wisely, speak wisely, and reason wisely. I hope these questions have been questions that challenged you in some way. I hope these episodes of The Man to Man, Act Like Men have been encouraging to you because we can all mature and grow to the place where we're pouring into others that same kind of maturity. I love the fact that God grows us up and he grows us up together as men. And I love the fact that it has a positive impact on people around us when we do that. So until next time, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Always, always invite you to the next one. And uh, until then, this is John Matter signing off. Take care.